From Calvary Church of Santa Ana, this is the Calvary Life Podcast, the show where we share stories, laugh together, and have discussions about faith, life, and God with people from Calvary Church. Here are your hosts, Eric and Matt. Welcome to the Calvary Life Podcast. Calvary, 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 Calvary Life. Whoa, special sound effects we got going on now. Um, that is Matt Doan that you just heard with those um, beautiful, beautiful baritones. <laughs> it's wonderful to join you guys once again, week by week. We've been going strong on this thing now since September. Yeah, we're doing good. Yep. We're doing good. We had a little bit of a break in, in the summertime. That's right. But we're back. So, uh, my name's Eric Wakeling as well, and... Uh, <laughs> Which is the reason for the breaks pretty much all the time is me being lazy or broken. on sabbatical or, or broken, bro- or broken, broken. Or on sabbatical. Exactly. Um, Matt Doan and I just had a big lunch today. Yes. So we're recording in the afternoon and we're feeling like potentially a little draggy. Yeah. I'm so sure you all can relate. Episode. Yeah. It's such a, it's such a fun time of year, but it's also a rough time of year. There's just extra goodies everywhere. Everywhere. And you just like... Well, we're going to do this one thing, which is eat, eat, yeah, eat that extra fatty, sugary stuff again and then again and then again. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We've had a lot. I've had a lot going on lately. A lot of nights out. Yep. B, I said to B, (laughs) hey, babe, a group of guys that like are going to get together to watch a football game in a week from now, uh, our fantasy football league. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and, and she was like, I don't care what you do as long as I don't have to go. (laughs) (laughs) She's tired. Exactly. (laughs) Like, she's like, my social, uh, like, you know, my socializing muscle is just completely drained. Yes, yeah. I get that. Yeah, yeah. So would you would you call yourself an introvert or an extrovert? I know this is a I mean, I wonder if we've even talked about this, but this is a ever changing thing in my life. Huh. I think that I used to be super extrovert. Yep. And then now I feel like I'm more outgoing, but I enjoy I probably crave for alone time mm. more than I crave for people time but mm-hmm. i think that's just because like in what we do we're constantly with people yeah and we love it but we like need a break from it I sure yeah do you know what i mean i think i'm the same oh okay yeah. yeah 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 i know it's like rough and then my wife is just like craves alone time only and always mm-hmm. well again part of <laughs> her vocation from, from me oh, no. <laughs> no i'm just kidding <laughs> but her vocation is she's with 30 students yeah Hour after hour, exactly. Monday through Friday, right? Can you imagine that? Like, because I think we we have this thing where we relate to being super tired on Sunday afternoons. Yeah, like whether we preach or not, but preaching right. especially. But yep. you're kind of like you're up in front of people, you're giving your all, but then you're also giving your all just in chatting with people. Sure. I love it. I actually really love it. I love but, Sundays. Yeah, but like there's something about it that is very like ex- exhausting by the yeah. by the end of the day. Yeah. But I think the teacher thing, I mean, that is, I know, you know, she's doing like that for six hours a day, every day. Like it's wild. Yeah. Shout out to all of our teachers. We have a lot of teachers listening to this. For reals. (laughs) Shout out to all of you who work Uh, so faithfully, diligently every single day. Sometimes teachers get a bad rap. Like, oh, you have summers off and you have so many Mondays and holidays off. But I know, boy, it's, it's a grind. No, it is. It totally is. So how often do you, do you guys host stuff very often? Mm Mm-hmm. You do, yeah. huh? Yeah. Yeah, like a lot. That's funny. I haven't gotten invited to any of those. Places. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Was that a setup? <laughs> oh, it's very small gatherings. Very small, very intimate, small gatherings. And you didn't come to the thing I invited you to on Saturday. I know. I'm sorry. Wow. We're just getting this, kind of hashing this out on, right. on the air. <laughs> no, we it's had, fine. I'm we just had kidding. Marie's cousins from Sonora that were here. I would have loved to have met them. Yeah. Them. I'm just kidding. No, been great. I'm just kidding. been great, too. I know. I know. Don't feel like sad. So how, how, was, your no, Christ, how no. was your Christmas? We fun? had a little, like, front yard thing with just some people. I know that I'm telling this to everybody, then everybody else is going to be like, how come we weren't invited <laughs> to that, you know? Um, and I, my, my invitations are funny because I just kind of like, I don't know, I'm just inviting people. I sort of, like that show up on my phone when I open it and then, uh, or that you just run into. Yeah, exactly. I'm just kind of down for anybody. If anybody mm-hmm. knows where I live and knows when that party's happening, then just <laughs> come. But a uh, little like front yard party, but like the night before. So Friday we had had all the English teachers from orange Lutheran and their spouses over to our house. Oh, cool. 
and they hung out. It was great, but they hung out from like right after school, yeah, three thirty till the last ones left. I think at like eleven. Whoa, it was really long. Yeah, that is. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and it was cool. Like it's nice that like we enjoy each other's company. Yeah. And we're hanging out. But then we had another thing that another party like the next night, then yes. church the next morning, and so Sunday afternoon I was crashed. just like crashed. Yeah, and because like hosting for me, I like enjoy it, but it takes even more out of me. Sure. I always feel stressed. Yeah. Don't you always feel like I hate that feeling of um, people show up to a party that you are hosting Uh and you feel this like responsibility that like as if they all came to hang out with you. Yeah. And if you don't hang out with them, then they're going to feel bad, but they probably don't care at all. (laughs) Just let me in the door. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They just want to hang out. Right. And they want to hang out with whoever they hang out with and have a good time. And if they want to hang out with you, they'll come hang out with you. But because that's how I feel when I go to a party. I feel like my more issues are like, hey, uh, you're you're. Your toilet's clogged up. Oh no! <laughs> like oh no! That's terrible. Stuff like that. We don't let people use the toilet at our house. <laughs> it's just a it's no just bathroom policy. Kind of the area where Charlie uses in the backyard. Our, <laughs> our yellow lab. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, anyway, but this is mm-hmm. kind of that time of year for lots of. Yep, events. I know all of everybody's. Yes. Kind of stretched a little bit thin, huh? Yes, but it's good. But it's good. Um, and we had a great Sunday yesterday. Yes. By the way, week Advent. we had a big discussion about uh, <laughs> the word Magnificat on this episode. <laughs> we did. And you nailed it. Only thanks to the pre-work we had done here on the podcast. <laughs> you nailed everything it, Everything in me wanted to say Magnificat. <laughs> but you that, super nailed it. I was trying to like get your eye contact like after you said <laughs> like you it. Did it. Yeah, I was like going to do like yeah, fist, oh, fist bump kind of in the air, but then yeah. you didn't look at me. <laughs> well, it helps. Do you try not to look at at me or anybody like certain people uh it's actually very interesting that you said that um there's no intentional not looking or or looking at anybody yeah yeah but what i do find is it's hard for me as i look around the worship center how our worship center is configured it's hard for me we're so high up mm-hmm. it's hard for me to look down at those first, first few rows yeah, and i actually yeah. thought of that yesterday i was like oh i don't think i've looked down this mm. whole time yeah yeah that's like i don't know it's something that has gotten to preach more, starting to have a little bit more awareness of my body gestures yeah. or my eye contact, that type of stuff. Those first few years, I was just terrified. Yeah, like, you're just in a fog oh, I just got to get up. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But by God's grace, as you kind of do it more, you start getting more reps. You're like, okay, I need to hone in on this. And so I really try to look around the room and, and actually talk to people. Mm-hmm. But yesterday I was thinking, like, ah, oh, that those first three rows, it's like, mm. I kind of like have to do like the chin. <laughs> Like oh, then duck. it'll make you have like a double chin though. If you do it <laughs> I don't know. Much. I haven't thought about that, but like, <laughs> it's just kind of like awkward to like look down in that way. But uh, so yeah, I, I did not make, uh, I did not see you making faces or. But that's where your wife sits. So you don't feel like a sense of like looking down towards her. Well, I probably should. <laughs> I probably would help. I feel like I'm always like saying something. Like if I say some stupid joke, you'll look. look. I'll look at me like, <laughs> see, <laughs> like dad, or I might order like my daughter and be like, yeah. yeah, dad jokes. I got them for days. Oh, or that's whatever. great. <laughs> Yesterday, I kept like only seeing when I was doing this little like missions focus yeah. moment. For some reason, I was just only seeing John Norton. <laughs> Like everyone else was like a fog of people. And then I looked, he was like middle to my left, the main sec, left section, left center section. And he was right in the middle and he was giving me a lot of like uh, nonverbal feedback, affirming nonverbal feedback. And for some reason, I'm just like, why am I giving this report? I feel like I'm like giving a elder board report to John. John, John, shout out to you. Such a great brother. Yeah, totally. Uh, Yeah, that happens. So everyone just... Always be aware yes. that we can see you. Yes. And sometimes that's all we can see. <laughs> yes. Certain people, yeah, you just look Depending lock on in. where you're sitting. And, yeah. So. and I did look like, it's funny because if you have a place that you normally sit uh-huh. and you're not there, then I know you're not there. Oh. But if you move around, yeah. you can get away with not showing up to church. Yeah. But... <laughs> <laughs> but so you, keep, keep them guessing. Yeah, you want to keep moving. You don't want to get locked into that spot because there was a there was somebody to my right and there's somebody to my left that I was looking for specifically because there was like something that was like uh, we talked about this before right. and so I kind of was looking at them. Yeah, and uh, you couldn't find them. And I couldn't find them. But were they there? Nope. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna have a talk later this week. Oh, a little yeah, confer- a little, little uh, confrontation. That's kind of like the the attendance police. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is not really actually like that, just so everyone knows. But we're just playing. But yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, that is yeah. that 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 room is always both a blessing and a hardship. I, I would honestly say, yes, 100%. here at Calvary, such a blessing that we get to use it for so many different things. And mm-hmm. it's a room that you know God's shown up a lot in that yep. place over the last twenty five years. Yep, but it's also just so big, and it's so sometimes big. you're just <laughs> there's angles or places you can't see, or you feel like you're speaking to the wall. Yeah, yeah. I always find too that in that room, it's because it's big and the ceilings are big. I kind of talk to like I just kind of like talk yeah. a little bit louder. And <laughs> yeah, even though you don't need to. You know, the, right. mic- the microphone doesn't I work. I probably need to do it less because the microphone's picking up so well and everything. <laughs> yeah, that's but true. I don't know. It's psychological. It is psychological. I feel that too. Um, all right, so we're gonna talk a little bit about yesterday. Yep. And or Sunday morning, I should say, mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. we're gonna I'm gonna do a couple top five lists that I have for oh you. And boy. this is a surprise to Don. He won't know. Oh He's not going to be prepared, but we're going to try and discuss some, you know, lack of preparation equals lack of good answers. And I think, so here's the thing. I think you actually are a lot better on your toes, like on your feet than I am. No, not yeah, true. Yeah. No, no, no. I really think this, not I true. think you're way better. No. <laughs> say a joke, like, say it, say a joke right see, now. If you, no, I couldn't. Uh, yeah. See, when you do that to me, I freeze, <laughs> I freeze. I'm all reactionary, pre-prep or reactionary. I can't do like reactionary in the sense of if I just think of something funny along the way, yep. I'll have like some random funny thoughts. But if you say, tell a joke, I'm just like, why did you cross the road? Uh, oh, that's all you got. That's yeah. all I got. Yeah, dude. It was just, I don't understand why that was considered a joke. I don't know. To get to the other side. It's not that funny. It's ludicrous. Yeah. It's terrible. Um, anyway, so, you know, Chuck Norris never got COVID <laughs> COVID. Got Chuck Norris. Yes. See, That's all I got. you just keep that one locked in. <laughs> uh oh. Speaking of COVID, I know. I got like a you little got some bit. Symptoms. I've got a little bit of something happening to me. I hope I'm not getting Matt Don'ts. Because if I get sick and I get you sick, we're both out. Yeah, man. That's trouble. Yep. yep. That's trouble. Yeah. I'm speaking this coming Sunday, the 18th. And then you're speaking Christmas, New Year's Eve, 23rd, Christmas 24th, Eve. 25th, and 1st. Yep. And then Diddy on January 8th, everyone, yeah, David Mitchell, Pastor David Mitchell, first Dr. time J. Mitchell. back in the pulpit since as a lay person since like March. Yeah. I yeah. think he remembers. No, it's going to be bad. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> See, that was reactionary. <laughs> That's pretty quick on your feet. <laughs> no, it's going to be great. Yeah. Um, it is like we need to just do a little weather segment here because yeah. Orange County is chilly these it's days. It's cold for us. I don't yes. know what's going on. I know. It's staying, it's like, it gets down to the 40s in the night, like normally, but it's staying in the 40s during the day. Yeah. And I'm not prepared for this. Yeah, you feel like you haven't layered up well enough. <laughs> no, or no. You don't have. <laughs> I need some long johns or something. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> well, back east, middle, in Midwest, they just layered. So you got your sweatshirt, you got your jacket, you got your beanie. And then when you go indoors, all that stuff exits. Yeah. And then when you leave, you get all that stuff back on. Feels like layering is a top half issue, though. Feels like there's no, <laughs> there's no, there's no bottom half t- layering. Because like, yeah, you, I don't want to wear long underwear all day when I'm in my office. If, right. But if I need it when I'm walking outside, but you're gonna wear some like bibs over top, like some. You know, where, you know what I mean? Like some yeah. snow, some snow bibs or something. I don't know. What do people do? <laughs> That's See, a really good question. We've never lived anywhere but here. <laughs> or like socks. You know what? Right into the Calvary podcast. Have you ever lived in Minnesota, South yes. Dakota, Michigan? Yeah. What do you do? With the lower your... half of the body. <laughs> podcast at CalvaryLife.org. Help us like learn to how to layer. Yes. Because <laughs> you're right. I can do sweater. I can do shirt, sweater, jacket. Mm-hmm beanie whatever but mm-hmm. also the beanie has the hair issues true the, the hair affecting issues true so you know h- how willing are you to have your hair super messed yeah, what up what do what do uh, girls do in that situation too that's tricky some girls it's like the they can just take the beanie off and somehow i think there's so much product in their hair it just sort of bounces back into place i'm not really sure what's going on <laughs> don't feeling nervous about this topic for some reason <laughs> <laughs> This boom just pops right back. <laughs> boom. Um, I need to also confront you publicly about something else. All right. Tell me. I'm an open book. <laughs> Today, we had a little <laughs> gift exchange with our executive team. Yes. Yeah, it's like the like there's six of us that are yep. uh, on staff here. And Matt, well, there's more on staff, but six of us on that executive team. Okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Thank you. Yes. And then so we had our own little like each team kind of has their own little lunch or something. Sure. And. Don gave, we have a little gift exchange 
and Doan wrapped his gift for his person <laughs> in torn out pages of God joy. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm still, like that. I'm still unsure if this is actually a, a paid copy of God Joy or just one you found somewhere in the workrooms of Calvary. <laughs> you know, God, you just never know when you write a book where it's going to end up, right? You just public library somewhere overseas. Yeah. I had a cool moment. I was in this little village in Eastern Europe mm. and we go into this um, like little bookstore thing. And there's a Josh McDowell book. Yes, that's so <laughs> for cool. For sale on the on the uh, shelf. I was like, "What? How did this make it here?" That's so awesome. So and you some, never know like, where God North Joy, Macedonia, yeah. or some country so like God that. Joy will. Yeah. You never know. It might end up as a wrapping paper, <laughs> toilet, <laughs> toilet paper, <laughs> or it might wind up in the White House. I don't think you even you never used, know. I don't think you even used the pages about Christmas because there's like pages I actually <laughs> yeah, talk about. Yeah, that would have been nice. <laughs> I actually did read. Um, both the John the Baptist chapter that you wrote yes. and the Christmas chapter in preparation yeah, for, yet, for this for last Sunday. Sunday. I don't know if I should have footnoted you on, like, I did steal one thing verbatim. I heard it. Wrote. It was on the screen. I think even it was like, it was, I could tell you said it like with a little tongue in cheek. <laughs> it was funny. Actually. I liked it. Um, yeah. But yeah. So yesterday you talked about the story where um, Mary goes out to visit Elizabeth. Yeah. After it's the next story after she's already been told by the angel, she's going to have a baby. So she goes out to visit Elizabeth and this is where Elizabeth's baby, JTB, John the Baptist jumps in her womb inside her stomach. It's just crazy. And then Mary sings this song of praise, the Magnificat. So I thought you did. I thought it was really great. I really liked, um, I especially like this part you did kind of near the end when you talked about, um, he's looking at me with like scared eyes. I was like but, nervous. No, I know, but I'm actually being serious right okay, now. Okay. Um, <laughs> but you talked about how um, like the Catholic tradition has kind of like mm-hmm. gone too far, obviously, with some of the Mary pr- worship or praying to Mary and things like that. Sure. You know, attributing like divine attributes to Mary. Right. Even the whole like, even the whole thing of that she was always without sin. That's crazy. Yeah. That's like crazy talk. Yeah. Um, that's, that's nowhere. I probably said that a little uh, ungraciously, but, (laughs) but you said like, so even though the Catholic church has taken that stuff too far, doesn't mean we should pendulum swing. And and then, so basically like, don't even think about Mary or almost think Mary's bad or something. Cause I think that's almost like how I was taught, like whether it was Mm -hmm. intentionally or unintentionally, that was Mm -hmm. the effect was like, Oh no, Mary's bad. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that wild? Well, I just wonder like, Mary, did you know? Oh boy, here where we the, go. <laughs> where the baby <laughs> Um Yeah, I I what's I, I kinda like put a little bit more context than maybe when I said on Sunday, but Okay. Um, That's what the podcast is for, right? Yeah. I I have found some amazing, amazing Catholic believers. Who Me too. Yeah. Love Jesus. He's supreme in their life. Yep. Um, even I think the last five, 10 years I've been humbled in a sense because I did grow up in a church that really almost looked at Catholicism, a cult. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I've been humbled the last five, 10 years to meet Bible believing Christ following gospel centered Catholic yep. followers. But I do stand by what I said that I've, I've also been at a Catholic wedding and a funeral mm-hmm. in the last five years. That just, I walked away so grieved and mm-hmm. that I heard the name Mary more than I heard the name Jesus. Yeah, that's and interesting. It's yeah. just so sad. Like, oh, yep. you're so close yet so far off. And, and I mean, maybe in matriarchal cultures, like in some places in Latin America, like it just feels like, oh, I, I can't approach God, but I can approach, I can, I can't push my dad. But I can push my mom. And there's, there's, there's all kinds yeah, of cultural yeah, yeah. things baked yeah. into that. Yep. But it's just sad. It's not. It's not what Mary would want. Mary would. I mean, the magnificent. Oh, now you just said it wrong. After all that praise, <laughs> you did it on purpose. Ironic cat yeah. praise. Um, you know, she she's the first one to say, "I'm a lowly servant," and look what God's doing to me. Yeah. And yeah, and you mentioned this too two weeks ago when we talked about the Gabriel showing up to Mary. How amazing is is her obedience mm-hmm. and pretty quickly taking yep. in this, like amazing news that you're going to be part of the story of the Messiah coming. Mm-hmm. You're going to house the Messiah. 
Mm-hmm. And she's like, I- I'm a willing servant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, it's like, just okay. so amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah. So I, I hope that we brought a little balance to that the last two weeks. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Because she's absolutely one to model. Mm-hmm. If you're going to model your life after someone. Yep. Seems like a great person to you try to follow an example. Yeah. And what do you think? I mean, probably, I mean, in that culture, you would get married pretty quickly after puberty, you know, once you hit puberty. Yeah. I mean, so I 14, like most 15, people say 14, 15. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Marrying age was around that time. Yep, yep. So she couldn't have been that old. I mean, think about maturity of life experience. Yep. But there's just this humble wisdom that she has. That's just so, For sure. so cool. It is. It is. It's amazing. And that's where I was even... When I was talking about like that word favored one mm-hmm. too, of how that just means grace. It's so interesting yeah. how it's just exact Greek word for grace. Yeah. And it's so interesting to me how it's like favored one. We started to say like, as if she possessed grace to give instead of just was given grace by God, yeah. but it's totally just a God given grace. Totally. And mm-hmm. so that's cool. And I, I think that kind of shows me that it's not impossible to follow the example of Mary. It's not impossible to trust in the way she trusted that we can. Right. And, um, but yeah, I do like, it's, it's an interesting thing with Catholicism because it's, there's definitely things within Catholicism that are off base. And I would say even cult like, but, and I, I mean, I was taught in school, like in a cults of America class, I was taught about Catholicism, Mm. um, which is interesting, but cause I don't know if I'd go, this is hard. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'd go that far, but it, I, I think it's like it is taken that far, but not all people take it that far. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel like I do talk to some people that are like, no, no. Yeah. There's, I know the Mary stuff. I think you guys, you, you're misunderstanding it. Mm-hmm. They would say, we don't yeah. actually worship her or she's not the code. Yeah. yeah. But then you're like, ah, but why do you, you know, so we, we sure still feels have, like it in practice. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So we do have some beefs that are, I think pretty, <laughs> Yeah. Like significant, yeah. <laughs> but that doesn't mean um, that it's like not like that. It, that it's always a different gospel. And you or can't something. find yeah, yeah. Jesus in that. Yeah, 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 for sure. So I said something yesterday too that I've been yeah. wrestling with, and it was kind of a new thought to me. And I'd love to hear like even your thoughts on it. So yes. the idea that Mary quickly, so she gets the message from Gabriel in Luke one, uh, you're going to be with child, you're a virgin, but this is how it's going to work. She goes, okay, may it be. But then it quickly goes, she says, almost immediately, mm-hmm. then she travels that hundred or so miles mm-hmm. down to see her relative Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. And what was hitting me, and this is kind of what I was presenting yesterday, was um, she went to test the message, mm-hmm. not so much just to have like a baby shower, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> like it was it was more of like, okay, I think I heard this correctly, yeah. but I'm going to go test that Elizabeth is pregnant. yeah, And so that will help verify, because uh, to go back, Gabriel had said... And your relative Elizabeth is pregnant, six months pregnant yeah. at the same time. Yeah. Have you thought about that before? Or what do you think? Or... I know it's interesting because it's not, there's no chapter and verse that says that. You're right. Right. You're totally right. So, which is, I'm not saying that means you're wrong because there's no chapter and verse that says yeah. a few different things that we like could get from the text. Kind of assume. Yeah. Even like I said that the angel said that to like help her, like help give her assurance. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean. That there's no chapter and verse that says, mm-hmm. and he said this so right. that she'd feel better about it or right. to build her fit. He didn't say why he said it. He just says it. Yeah. So like we, we need to make those, you know, we make those, uh, sort of educated guesses, so mm-hmm. to speak. Color commentary on the yeah, text. Yeah. yeah. And I was curious, like, did, were you seeing some of that in some of the study you did that that's what people thought? Or is that like an original thought of yours? I mean, definitely not original. I don't know exactly. I can't like point to where I kind of no, caught no, no, that. That's fine. But, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it was just something I think as I was just thinking about it all week, like, why did she go there? Like it's, I, well, first I didn't realize it was hundred miles. Yeah. Yeah. And then once I realized it was that far, I was like, wow, why would she go that far Yeah. to see a relative? Um, and then here's a couple other gnarly things too. I'll just add to the mix yeah, sure. here. She's gone for three months, the scriptures say, visiting Elizabeth. Yeah. So it's possible, again, this is very much filling in some gaps. Yeah. It's possible that Joseph didn't even know she was pregnant until she got back. Mm. And so if that's possible, and then in Matthew 1, you know, Joseph has the dream that Mary's with child, then he'd kind of trying to take that in, but he was going to divorce her quietly. You wonder if people were like, oh, she was gone for three months. 
So oh, she right. like hooked the kid, up with like she the hooked kid up from with somebody school. else. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, gotcha. It's gotcha. not. It's you're not the father, obviously, because she was. You didn't even know where she was for three months. Right. Um, you didn't right. have a location device on your no, phone totally. or messaging or what. So even that was even making me think through Joseph's story. Like whoa, like he even had even mm. more reason to have to trust God. And anyway, it's just kind of some fill in the gap type stuff that I've been kind of having fun with. Yeah, that's interesting. I was trying to like realize where does that because it's the Matthew one account right with Joseph uh-huh, or, and then uh-huh. where does he because where does he's going to divorce get, her quietly where or? does he get told that in the timeline is it I hard don't know. to know that I don't where know that comes in the timeline yeah I mean I could be wrong wrong <laughs> <laughs> but um no it's not oh my god Ash it's okay yeah let me something uh, for us to look up yeah 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 it's interesting um but back to Mary yeah so testing it's like. I think that word test is interesting word because it's like, is, is it wrong? Like there's like good testing. There's like, okay, testing, or it's like, thou shalt not test the Lord your God kind of (laughs) thing, you know, or, you know, so I I just heard someone last week say, oh yeah, I got a fleece from the Lord. I'm like, uh, I didn't want to say it, like it embarrassed them, but it's actually not good to put a fleece out to the Lord because Gideon was actually chastised for a lack of faith for putting the fleece out to the Lord. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And so then I was like, I was a little caught up on the word test or baggage around the word test when you're talking. And I was like, and it was making my, you know, you know, you get when you're listening to sermon, you're like, kind of like, Oh, is she like, was that a bad testing or was she just like curious? Right. And she's just like, Oh, I got to go see her. If he told me this, I got to go enthusiastically Mm -hmm. test like, but like wanting to see it, Mm -hmm. it would be helpful to her to have that revealed to her. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know, because I don't think you were saying it in a way that was like uh, testing God in the sense like that she lacked faith. Right. Well, she already told Gabriel, like, as it is, as you said. Yeah. So there is a sense of faith, trust in the Lord in that. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's almost a sense of maybe confirmation is a better word. Yeah. Yeah. Confirmation. Yeah. Um, I'm not sorry. I'm also not trying to say that you shouldn't have said that. I just was trying to like process how it was like, you know, how it was hitting me. Yeah. Interesting. I was also thinking about this. So this is crazy. So it says that Elizabeth lives in the hill country of Judea. Yeah. Right. Which is, which Bethlehem is in the hill country of Judea. Right. I thought this too. We don't know exactly where she lives, but she just, she had to go from Nazareth down to Bethlehem. Yeah. Then she goes back up to Nazareth and then they're like, census time and she's like oh dang i just <laughs> got back <laughs> i had never thought about that totally like another six months later yeah, yeah i was thinking about that. that's yeah. crazy i like, do get the sense though that that was just a i mean it was such a far travel they didn't have the amenities that we have today but going to jerusalem was just part of the rhythm of your life yes absolutely so you, was. Go, you go to passover yep potentially maybe another time yeah, too at least like but definitely once if not twice a year they would right. do that trip so it wasn't like a un untraveled road yeah. it wasn't like a, a weird thing to do yeah. at all you know, but there. i also don't think i said this yesterday too i don't think mary probably came to elizabeth alone right right There's i would no agree way that. that a 14 15 year old girl would be allowed like all right see your parents yeah exactly traveling Just, there's probably like little caravans maybe caravans a while though yeah like, <laughs> or other people all right the delegation from nazareth's coming down you're like, <laughs> i, I want to go yeah exactly exactly total side note for a minute yeah I was explaining to my kids how hitchhiking was a thing when I was growing up. People would, I never did it, but people would hitchhike. Yeah. Yeah. Like in the 80s, yeah. 70s, and 80s. Do you remember this? Of course. Did you ever hitchhike? I don't think I ever hitchhiked. I was too scared <laughs> of like getting murdered, you know, or kidnapped or something. Did right. you have you hitchhiked? No. No, okay, I never yeah, have. No, I don't think I ever hitchhiked. I was trying to think because I did a lot of weird, stupid stuff. Yeah. But no, I don't think I ever did that. I was in the car when my dad picked up a hitchhiker one time. Oh. I remember that. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That's scary. That was kind of interesting. Yeah, man. Wow. <laughs> but it was, yeah, it was Santa Cruz. It's kind of more laid back. Do you mean, although there's like a lot of were, like werewolves and like vampires <laughs> yeah, and stuff there up there. You watched Lost Boys. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, maybe Mary hitchhiked down to. Yeah, I was thinking like how, you know, I don't know. I remember seeing like some like nativity movies or whatever, and they make it seem like it's like, oh, this was like the hardest journey, and it was just like unknown that. Oh, I have to go to Bethlehem. Where's that? You know, like, <laughs> yeah. and then like, I'm going to ride this donkey. And I know yeah. she was pregnant at that point. So right. likely at least, you know, she was, you know, she was, yeah, she was pregnant and, uh, very pregnant, very pregnant. Yeah. Although I think I'm trying to remember if the text even says like, 
How long? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, how long she was there? Yeah. Good point. Um, but there's a lot of things that we have in our heads. We have to. I know. I just tradition. like totally <laughs> it's have so to catch funny. that. Um, but uh, but yeah, like it's just it wasn't like this crazy unknown like journey, but mm-hmm. it was. It had to be difficult if she was pregnant, but mm-hmm. I don't know. That's that's wild. Yeah. So that was one thing that was hitting me was just the immediacy of going to see her relative Elizabeth. Was there some sense of yeah either use the word test or confirmation that the what the angel had told her is true. Yeah. I also kind of leapt off of that for a moment just to say, we should obviously examine when we hear word from the God, yes. word from the Lord yes. or someone else gives us a word of, yeah. okay, is this line up with what the word yeah. God says, what other people are telling me too. Yep. Um, and that's something you even kind of referenced two weeks ago. I was trying to kind of just reiterate that for people. Yeah, no, it's really good. Um, Especially if they say something that is like, and this is part of it that is like just a fact you can check. Yeah. Like you might as well like check the fact. Totally. Because <laughs> like, this whole thing of Elizabeth being pregnant was just so like. Right. Well, like you told me about it. So let's go. Let's go see. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, and it's I mean, that's pretty. I don't know. Part of the biblical story of just like come and see or let's go see. Like we've heard this thing. Yeah. You know, even the shepherds. Right. Like we've been yeah. told here we are. Now let's go see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was reading like, so Luke two, just now I was just checking mm-hmm. it out. It says on verse, uh, like three, four and five, it says everyone was on his way to register for, um, the census each to his own city. Mm-hmm. Joseph also went up from Galilee, which by the way, up, even though it's weird, it's like, uh, South. Yeah. We always think up North. Right. But up is cause it's like a higher elevation. Yeah. Actually, I get it. The, anyway. So, um, Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the city of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem. Cause he was of the house and family of David in order to register along with Mary who was engaged to him and was with child hmm. while they were there. The days were completed for her to give birth. The days. Mm-hmm. So it's also not this, um, hmm. like she's her water broke and they're trying to get a hotel room, huh? Like version that you would kind of, I would see in some, like, yeah, I don't but, know. But what does it say though about like there's no room, right, for them to stay or no place for them to stay? Um, would yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. probably like would have been for days that was the case, or do they have a place and then, uh, oh, sorry, that's the very next verse. And she gave birth to her firstborn son, and she wrapped him in cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Huh. Now, I'm actually going to talk about this a little bit at the yeah. Christmas candlelight services. Right. But that um, word inn is not like that's actually a poor translation of mm-hmm. that. That word, it's not like hotel. Mm-hmm. It's like the the upper room. That word, that Greek mm-hmm. word represents the upper room in the home where people would sleep normally. Okay. And the um the like area for animals was in the lower part of the home. And uh so that's like they slept down in yeah. that portion yeah. of a home, likely. Right. Uh, Everyone's there for the census. Every house is yep. packed with family members. Yes. So and they the, get pushed down. Yeah. So that upper room's taken. Even the lower area where people would sleep is taken. Mm-hmm. But there's like another area on the lower level of those homes where the yeah. animals were. So they were just in that. It's essentially just like the next room over on yeah. the lower level where the right. animals would be. And that's also why there would be a feeding trough there. Uh-huh. Just like right there for them to be. So they weren't necessarily mm-hmm. like in another building. It's not like the hotel had no vacancies, mm-hmm. so they had a shack in the back where they keep the animals, or mm-hmm. like a or like a stable, you right. know, kind of thing where they would keep the animals. This is a, this was just like it's a totally different kind of a deal, yeah. Um, which is interesting to learn about, I but know. but like the timing kind of thing, it just says, it just, just it just it says while they were there, the days were completed for her to to give birth, mm-hmm. and then they laid him in a manger because that's, they were happened to be staying in the animal room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, mm-hmm. it's so hard to get tradition or kids movies or kids books, yeah. you know, out of your head and just read the text plainly for what the text says. Right. And uh, with these stories, it's crazy hard. It is. I know. <laughs> I know. It's hard. Like, Cause I'll forget. I'll be like, wait, what thing again was the thing that, the Bible says and not the movie says or whatever, you know, yeah. or whatever. Well, season three of the chosen just came out. We've talked about this yes. on the pod, but yes. it's like 
sometimes the danger of watching even something like that is like, oh yeah, Peter, he was a he was a real fighter. And yeah. You're like, well, where was that in the scriptures? <laughs> well, oh, wait, maybe I just watched the episode. Right. <laughs> see. Right. Right. That's so funny. That's yeah. so interesting. But, but yeah, so yeah. that was new for me with Mary and Elizabeth meeting up. The idea that Mary had to travel so like far yeah. to yeah, see her. Cool. It's kind of like a new thing for me. And then the idea of confirmation of her, okay, this is really happening to me. And then boom, she just busts out this Hannah prayer from First Samuel sec. For Samuel like two, yeah, I like that, stuff. which is uh, which was powerful to think. So, you know, Hannah in the Old Testament gave up her son Samuel and said, "God, I, w- I want a son." God provided, but then she turned him right back and said, "He belongs to you." Yep. And then Mary, in a sense, as she's kind of quoting loosely from Hannah, I think she's kind of saying the same thing. I, this child belongs to yeah. you, God. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, boy, that would be that would be tested the rest of her life. Yeah. With you know her wanting. To keep Jesus quiet when he was talking and getting controversy and then mm-hmm. watching him die and the anguish that that was on her as mm. a, a mom. And yeah, that she would go through a lot in her life. Yeah. And she probably didn't have very, like anybody really to, that's probably the nice thing about Elizabeth maybe, I guess, is like mm. she had nobody to talk to. Yeah. You know, she's just like, her and Joseph have this thing that's like, we can't really tell anybody this. This sounds crazy. It does. Yeah. And yeah. like, what do we say to people? Then she goes to Elizabeth and with that leaping in the womb thing, mm-hmm. it just kind of like, all right, yes, we're, we're in this together. Yep. This is so cool. Like to have this yeah. camaraderie and, yeah. and support. we joy. all need support. Yeah. And I'm sure it was so scary. Mm-hmm. You, know? you think about Mary's life too, that some point, some, you know, some point between 12 and 33, likely Joseph dies cause he's not in the store anymore. Mm-hmm. This lady's like on her own. Yeah. And not a wealthy woman at all. I mean, no. like they gave the <laughs> the poverty tax in a sense at the temple when they yeah, dedicated yeah, Jesus. That's right. So, that's right. Um, yeah. She wasn't, didn't have a ton of comforts in her life. Yeah. yeah it's a, it's pretty impressive. So yeah. See why people got overly impressed with, uh, with Mary. Right. <laughs> she's, she's and worthy of impress. Here's a crazy thing. Yeah. What if, <laughs> this doesn't really matter in the scheme of things, but what if she actually was at Elizabeth's house when she gave birth to Jesus? Cause she was in the. Galilee oh, yeah. hillside, it, or yeah, Hill, yeah. Judean hillside, yep. which could have included Bethlehem. It definitely did. Yeah. She'd already stayed there for three months. Yeah. That seems like a, like a logical place to go. That's your new book. Um, there you go. The actual birthplace. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The, the place where Elizabeth lived. Have you been, Yeah, I know you've been, cause I was with you, but in Bethlehem where, you know, they claim this is where Jesus was born. Yeah. The church and the nativity. So yeah. The Church of the Nativity is a place you can visit, and it's like run by a couple Orthodox churches and uh, the Catholic Church. There's like a few churches like kind of combine on top of this one site. Yeah, and I don't think on the trip we were on we went to that place. Or I did went, we? I went there. Yeah. Oh, you did. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay, okay. So it's like I actually don't like taking groups there mm-hmm. anymore to mm-hmm. the Church of the Nativity because. I just think it's kind of um, become sort of a gross misrepresentation, like yeah. because you go down these stairs and then you go. It, there's this like little cave area after you go down these stairs, and there's like a gold star on mm-hmm. the ground, and they say right there in that exact spot is where the baby Jesus was born. <laughs> right. And you're just like, it's okay. been marked from the first <laughs> yeah. century till now. <laughs> yeah. After she like fled, you yeah. know, they flee to Egypt, yeah. but somehow that exact site was the only way they maybe could have kept that exact site is they mm. knew that was Elizabeth's house. Oh, we got a new theory. <laughs> the best part of that church nativity for me was entering in. You um, have to stoop down. Oh yeah, yeah. So the doorway is like four feet, mm-hmm. and it was intentionally made to be small so that you'd have to humble yourself to get in. Yeah, yep. I think that part's cool. That part's very cool. That part's very. cool. I think we should do that at Calvary. Oh, I think yeah. we should make all the entrances to all of our buildings like three and a half feet tall. <laughs> and, I like that. And so just everyone, put Dutch doors in everywhere. <laughs> yeah, so everyone's just got to stoop down, and remind themselves that we're to be good. low. We're to That's be low. Good. See, I like that that kind of stuff. I like. I love the whole thing of how the stairs of the temple and the synagogues were uneven because you shouldn't just approach God's house without thinking about it. Just like distractedly, like on your phone, totally (laughs) on your first century. Yeah. You would fall. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You would just eat it. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, that's good. All right. So that was some good stuff. So I appreciate what you shared yesterday. 
we would read some emails, but we have none. Uh, wow. That's okay. Do you feel like I should just not even mention the emails if, if I feel you don't like, have any? Yeah, I feel like the listeners have just outright <laughs> said, we don't care. <laughs> we you're don't care. pleading, you're begging, you've kind of moved to the bargaining uh, of grief, and we don't care. <laughs> um, all right. So let's see here. I want to do what I want to do is a couple top five lists oh boy. and we're going to, we're going to fill out these top five lists. We're going to announce some top five lists here that we will do next week. Okay. And you can try and if you think of some, cause you're really good off the cuff. Yeah. Um, you could think of some top five lists that we could include. Okay. Um, I thought about, um, some, and we could do a couple of these today if possible. Okay. okay. Now top five Christian movies of all time. <laughs> So this is not just 2022. No, it could be 2022, but it could just, sometimes it's like there wasn't enough like stuff happening in 2022. Um, And we're like, I don't watch or read that many new, like, like a new book from 2022. I don't know if Mm -hmm. I read like maybe one or two that like actually came came out out in in 2022. That's never been the case. So you can always, you can say, even my favorite books, 2022. Sure. 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 Just read in 2022. Okay. 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 I'm really looking forward to 2023. Yeah, twenty twenty two. It's a little yeah. <laughs> that's Baba right. Watas. This is twenty twenty. Your top five books of all time. Uh huh. So I think you know all time. Uh huh. Your top five podcasts of all time. Okay. Doesn't have to be Christian. Could I, be. I already know one. Okay. Yeah. Calvary Life. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, your top five eligible bachelors at Calvary. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Just trying to be a service to the ladies out there. Oh, that's great. <laughs> that's so great. Uh, your top five um, musicals by Randy Harris is performed at um, at Calvary. Just it's going to be hard to find just five, <laughs> Randy. It's going to have to really make some tough decisions. Your top five VBS themes. Oh, yeah. Uh, your top five guest speakers at Calvary Church. Okay, okay. <laughs> Your top five most divisive topics. Just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding about that one. Uh, top five sermons you've heard ever. Like Whoa. sermons you can still remember from a long time ago. Whoa. If you've got those. You know, yeah. we can do that later because you want to maybe think about that mm-hmm, a little mm-hmm. bit. Uh, your top five uh, female Christian artists, mm-hmm. like singers. <laughs> Let, <laughs> let's let's throw these out on the show notes, too, so people yeah. can fill them out. All top, the people. Your top five Amy Grant songs. Oh, easy. Uh, <laughs> El Shaddai. <laughs> I do have a little bit of a cough going on. You now. do, I guys. This might be the last. This could be the last of you see Eric's 2022. Ever. Yeah, I think Matt, he's going to be in quarantine for two weeks doing all the Christmas Eve services. <laughs> um, your top five facility explosions at Calvary, <laughs> um, or like uh, you know, like like uh, the pit, the flood, the squirrel. <laughs> Let's we'll explain some of those, but those are no, all so kidding. good. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. which one do you want to answer? All right. You have to answer first. Let's do top five Christian movies okay. of all time. Okay. Okay. There's, you know, Christian movies are an interesting topic because a mm-hmm. lot of people like really love them. Yeah. And then some people really love to hate them. Yeah. There's, um, there's really two polarized or two opposite extremes yeah. in this. Yeah. 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 Two camps. So we don't want to like, we don't want to overly demean them or something. Either side. Yeah. 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 But I get um, folks here at Calvary who are like, Wait, you haven't seen I know, this always, movie? You yeah. need you. Wh- how can you call yourself a Christian? I get one of those once a week. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, in fact, someone just gave me a DVD to watch, even, and I was kind of like, oh, I don't know if I have a DVD player. <laughs> uh, I, I really don't. Like, I realize the only way I can watch a DVD is on my Xbox. <laughs> we have an Xbox at home, like an older Xbox. Uh, I can watch funny. DVDs. Yeah. Um, but ask me if I still have a VHS plugged in. Whoa, do you still have a VHS plugged in? Yep. Why? We have stuff on VHS we want to watch. Oh, my goodness gracious. Be kind, rewind, man. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> a couple of Hollywood video, uh, non-returned. Is uh, this like Little House on the Prairie or something? Yeah, it's that genre. It's that kind of stuff? Yeah. Like little, yeah. little family-friendly kid stuff you've yeah. got? Yeah, for sure. Oh, my. Okay. Okay, keep going. So Top t- five Christian okay. movies. Is anyone interested in this? What we care, what we think about this? Of course they are. Man, they're li- if they're listening to this podcast, they are. Am I interested in this? <laughs> Okay. I don't like your attitude right now. Top People five. Negative attitude. Okay. You're going to go first. We're going to five total. Like we have to just team oh, up to come oh, up with okay. five. Okay. Cause I don't know if I could come up with five for myself, but <laughs> maybe I could, yeah. but I'll go with, uh, especially if you were like also picking, cause then I'd be like, yeah, uh, that one's eliminated. Am I right. going first? Yes. Mm-hmm. Passion of the Christ. Number one, all time. Whoa. Number one, all time greatest. Yeah. That, that was a genre breaker as far as yep. it really elevated, 
I think the spiritual themed movie to a whole nother spot. Totally. It yeah. totally did. It took it from kind of like a corny to like a, mm-hmm. like sometimes it just felt like always like a little bit too easy of an ending. Yeah. These or it's not enough production money. Not enough production money. Yeah. yeah. All that. And this was just like tons of money poured into it. Uh-huh. Big, big, really like high quality actors. Yeah. So yeah. Passion of the Christ. Okay. Mine is the the productions on this is not great but i don't know why it just made me cry but it's facing the giants it's like oh, this yeah. football movie like set in the south and it's like this team of like kind of misfits that's a good one and there's a janitor that prays over all the lockers for spiritual revival and then it happens like, it's just a guy dies i might be getting that mixed up with uh <laughs> the denzel washington remember the titans <laughs> Remember, Titans is a really good movie, really but I'm not sure if it's too. Facing Giants. I think, was Facing the Giants kind of trying to be or like a Christian fa- Remember the Titans? I think so. Is Blindside a Christian movie? Um, sort of, yes. I would I would call that a Christian movie. Oh, yeah, that would be up there then. Yeah. Um, that doesn't count, though. That's not my list, though. Okay. All right. Oh, you already have it written down. Yeah, see, I already did pre. I told you I did pre work. You don't. You didn't get to do this pre work. Well, did I miss the production meeting here? Did I, like... You did. I was just sitting in my office writing some notes. <laughs> okay, down. What's, what's your next uh, one? That's what I said. You're good off the cuff, and I'm not. <laughs> um, so, my next one. This is a. This is not a support or rejection of the theology of this movie. <laughs> oh no. Left behind. <laughs> just a, just a classic. It's one of the best worst movies like of all time. It's just amazing. Yeah. I'm just going straight left behind. Yeah. Kirk Cameron just giving us his best. Uh Uh Uh-huh. You know, and that just elevated him to then do every other Christian movie ever made. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Okay, that's number three. (laughs) All right. Uh, (coughs) Boy, that was such a huge popular series wasn't it those oh, books it was it was like the harry potter of christian, yes. christian kids and yes. stuff. yeah 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 um okay i'm gonna say one that it, it has christian themes i don't know if you would call it a christian movie but it's mm. chariots of fire oh that's a good the one oscar winning i think 1981 movie or yeah, something something like that yeah but it's just so good eric little and mm-hmm. his portrayal of like um God made me to run. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so good. It's so good. Won't run on on Sundays, but yeah. still is blessed with a medal in the Olympics. It's just such a good movie. And yeah. then that, that song. Do, 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 do. We actually sang. I remember as a kid singing that song as part of our worship. Oh, like, interesting. At our church. Sing praise to his name, hallelujah. Was that just Sing they added to words to it? Name. Is that just an instrumental and they so. added words yeah, to it? Yeah, I think so. That's like when you know you've entered the like the <laughs> pop, the Christian like <laughs> yeah, subculture. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love, love. No, if you've not seen church, now I've shown that to people and they think it's boring and you do have to kind of settle in. It's, it's just a lot of older talking. movies are so much slower than new movies. Yeah. Like, I mean, now that movie is 40 sure. something years old. Yeah. And, I watched like old movies that I thought were awesome, like back then yeah. and to show my kids or something. And yeah. you're like, Oh, this is real slow. Yeah. It's just the scenes kind of unfold. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, church fire. Church of fire. What do you got? All right. This one you're going to, this is a little controversial. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's staying on the, my left behind theme. It's a thief in the night. <laughs> <laughs> you, you just mentioned this movie in uh, a message recently too. This is yeah. the movie that gave all of the yes, all of the Gen X kids mm-hmm. nightmares yep. that were grew up in the Christian subculture. Absolutely, it is a it is a rapture movie. It's a movie about the tribulation. Yep, where um, <laughs> it's like everyone's being like <laughs> it's like everyone's being totally like persecuted yes. and it's super scary. My wife B has full on had like nightmares, nightmares over this about movie. It. Yeah. And you but if you watched it now, it's like this is absurd <laughs> what you're watching and it's pretty kind of like almost like funny, but it's also sad. But anyway. I haven't seen it. I, I mean I've seen you it. You never I, saw no, it. I, mean, I saw it when I was a kid, but I haven't seen it. No, as I know. An adult. I tried to watch it as an adult and I actually could only get through about a third of it. But um <laughs> anyway, which I guess is more me just making a joke. It's not really like one of my favorite movies okay, ever. Okay. Um all right, you got another one? Um, hmm. I mean, this one. It, I've got two it, more. It was made in the <laughs> '70s, so it's got a '70s vibe to it. But it's just the Jesus film. It's been oh, impacting yeah, there you go. so many people over the years. Yes, 
And I actually was surprised we showed that to our kids, Doan kids, when they were little. And they actually like were really touched by it. And That's so, cool. Wow. And just the way that it's impacted the world, yeah. I think, is so cool. I would love for them, though, and maybe that's what Passion of Christ was attempting to do, but I would love for the Jesus film to be rebooted, and I hope that they do that at some point. Me too. I think they could just use the still, still use the exact same, um, like the words of Luke 2 or whatever, but just do it like high production value. Yep. Because they say that the beauty of the Jesus film isn't the movie itself. Mm -hmm. It's that the fact of what a translation project it's become, Mm -hmm. that it's in like, I don't know. Yeah. 2000 or yeah. more. I forget how many languages totally. And you can just pull open an app on your phone and select a thousands and thousands of languages. Yeah. And so it's just a great way for people to take in the word. It's kind of even, I was almost referring without saying it, I was referring to it yesterday when I was talking about like people can either, you know, read or listen or mm-hmm. watch <laughs> the word mm-hmm. of God. And the, cause the Jesus film just wants to be right. only the words of the Bible. Totally. Which I think is pretty impressive. I have a great story too of a oh, guy yeah. in a Muslim context who was showing the Jesus film as a, like a young adult and a guy walks in and shoots at the, <laughs> at the screen. Whoa. Everyone scatters, you know, they stop the movie obviously for the night, but then they had that conversation like, let's go back. And so they went back, I think maybe the next day or a day later wow. with that same spot and the courage of like, we're going to show this again. Yeah. Like it's just powerful. It is powerful. <laughs> I've heard stories too of them like showing it on the people putting a sheet over like the side yeah. of a cow or right. something, you know, like some weird, like in some field yeah. and wherever in the middle of yeah. Africa or something. But amazing. Uh, so yeah, cool. God's used that film. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. What do you got? Okay. Uh, I got one that's kind of serious, one that's more of a joke, uh-huh. but uh, Unbroken, right? That counts oh, as, yeah. as Christian movie. I've actually never of. seen that movie, but I've seen, I read the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I read the book. The book, it's like one of those classic situations where yeah. the book was better. Because uh-huh. the book is also way more blatant about the Christian stuff. Okay, yeah. And about his faith. Yeah. Um, so awesome movie of a guy that crashes plane, becomes a POW, mm-hmm. like survives, like living on a raft and then mm-hmm. comes a pow but also he grew up in what was it like torrance or something or uh, yeah i've been to his house yeah yeah is it, is it torrance or is it like nearby uh, there uh yeah it's, it's in torrance yeah okay mm-hmm. that's incredible yeah mm-hmm. i think it even says like uh there's like one of those signs on the side of the freeway that's yeah. like this this part of the freeway is like uh louis zamperini or whatever right yeah i was so touched by the story i was reading it one christmas season and i was so touched i'm like oh, he lives in torrance i'm gonna go so I looked up on the internet where his house, original oh, house did? was, and I drove down there and just That's had like so a moment. Funny. I just sat in front of his house. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Anyway. Okay. Did you ever have to, this is my last one. It's a funny one. Yeah. Sort of funny. <laughs> did you have to, as a kid in youth group, watch this movie called Hell's Bells? Never heard of it. Okay. So this was the movie that they would show. This is like in the late eighties, <laughs> probably mm-hmm. um, maybe some holdover to the very, very early nineties, mm-hmm. but um, more like late eighties, they would show this movie to like youth group kids or like Christian school kids. And it's called hell's bells. And it was all about how rock music is of the devil. Oh, and it would like talk like about an expose an expose movie. Yeah. And uh-huh. It was like the one where they would do the backward masking stuff. Mm-hmm. And so they played Stairway to Heaven backwards and it would say like, hello to my sweet Satan or something uh, like that. Uh-huh. Like, but it was like always like, oh, my sweet Satan. Like that's how it sounded like. Oh, my Satan. And you're like, uh, as a kid, I was like, I don't know. I guess I kind of hear it. And like, does that mean I can't listen to Led Zeppelin? Like, yeah. you know. <laughs> did, you ever, uh, did you ever feel convicted in through way like your non-christian i did dude i had that whole phase in the middle of college for some reason i'm so mad about it (laughs) because it was so dumb uh Uh, but like i threw away all my non-christian stuff and it was like a lot of good stuff too (laughs) uh probably like half of it i just should have thrown away but half of it would have been fine to keep it was like i don't know how bad it was i listened to the cranberries (laughs) or whatever You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, that's I, good. I literally remember throwing away a cranberry CD and just like, what? Why did I do that? <laughs> but I know you. So you did that same thing. Oh, of too. course. Of yeah. course. I think we all had those moments those of conviction. conviction or. Yeah. yeah they were after which us is, with our music back then. Man. Which is kind of sweet in some way. Like, <laughs> yeah, we, uh, I just want to live for God. I want to be set apart. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. Maybe the Ron like <laughs> approach as far as like. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, like it's some sort of book burning or whatever. Right, you know? right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Whenever we're using a similar methodology as uh, the Third Reich in like Hitler Germany, maybe oh. we don't need to use that. Yeah, yeah. You know, throw book burning. Or, you know? <laughs> For sure. <laughs> <laughs> but so that's a pretty good list. <laughs> yeah. So like, so next time, no Veggie Tales on there. Oh yeah, no Veggie Tales. Okay. Yeah, VeggieTales were a great tool to have me be able to close my eyes when my kids were little, <laughs> or to be entertained. Like they were, they were entertaining. They, yeah, were, they, were, they were thoroughly entertaining. They were good. Okay, one more list. Uh, you want to do another one right now? I don't know. You think, um, you think people have already gone double time on speed on this thing? <laughs> okay, let's do top five books all time. Oh, that one's hard. Oh, is this one hard for you? Sorry, this one's. Uh, oh, I want to hear yours. All right, this is. Well, I was gonna. Th- I was thinking like a shared list. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got. This is not necessarily Christian. Doesn't have to be Christian sure. books, but it is like. It is it like a book that be, impacted you? Yeah, it can be Christian books. Okay. Okay. Now I've got like two that are blatantly Christian, mm-hmm. and I've got two that are like semi. Or I actually have three that I think you could say are like semi Christian, mm-hmm. and I'll explain to you what I mean by this. Okay, so we'll go. Number five, mm-hmm. I think my one of my most uh, impactful books as a pastor is a book called Working the Angles mm-hmm. by Eugene Peterson. Mm-hmm. Um, very important book to me because yeah. he says, because I can be very tempted to think that ministry is about preaching and leadership and all these things, but he says the angles are um, like discipleship yeah. and like caring for people. It's just essentially like, hey, it, this is about like... It's, you know, yeah. it's, it's not the upfront stuff. It's the, it's the behind the it's scenes the non- stuff. It's the non-Sunday morning at 10 yes. a.m. stuff. Yes, yeah. exactly. Um, so that's like a good, <laughs> healthy reminder for me, especially someone that can be very sort of tempted to focus on those mm-hmm. other areas. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, do you want to say one or no? Yeah, I mean, this is in no particular order. I, I have to like kind of think through yeah, yeah, how yeah, I would yeah. rank yeah. it. Yeah. But um, just thinking of books that were like impactful for me, even just growing up, but one was a book called Ragamuffin Gospel by oh, Brennan yeah. Manning. Yeah. And I was at a stage in my life where I'd been a believer for a while, or it felt like a while for me as a young man. Uh, my dad was a pastor. I knew the right answers, but I'd never really understood grace. And mm. that book lays out just here's here's an everyday working theology of what grace looks like. Mm. And it was just really helpful. It just opened my eyes there was also Good. a book, it's, it hasn't really stood the test of time, but it was by Max Lucado called Grip of, I, I don't know, maybe it was Swindoll, it was Grip of Grace, but then Lucado wrote oh, one yeah. about grace too. Oh, yeah. So those kind of three books all were around the same time, yeah. just really helping me understand um, just even from a, a day-to-day journey with Jesus that it's about grace, not about just the things that I do for him. That's good. I like that a lot. Yeah. That's awesome. What about you? What's next? Okay, we'll go next. We'll go Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. The whole, just Lord of the Rings, the whole trilogy. You can argue that's a spiritual. Yeah, Christian yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's why I said like it's one of my like semi-Christian yeah. ones. Um, so yeah, I love, so I'm a big time lover of fiction mm-hmm. and I love obviously like, I think people have heard me joke about loving like fantasy like high fantasy kind of like nerdy stuff (laughs) but lord of the rings is like is the best of that genre Uh there is so and if you ever want to know what people are talking about when they say they like fantasy books they're talking about lord of the rings type books totally elves and dwarves and men and magic and wizards and that kind of stuff (laughs) which is so funny but i love how this is has such like christ-like allegory like throughout it oh it's so true yeah Yeah. i have a question for you though Mm because i've just recently learned there's realistic fantasy and then there's fantasy fantasy or there's like like there's a fantasy where you just start up with new worlds and new terms and stuff and then yeah. there's like oh this is actually stuff that could happen in the nature natural law of oh yeah uh, yeah 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 there's like all these sub subgenres <laughs> and like you need to stay away from certain subgenres because there's some like subgenres that are like um like more i don't know like dark magic oh, okay. or like kind of weird sexual stuff or yeah. you know what i mean you yeah. like and so it's like because you could just be like sort of innocently being like oh this one looks good and you're yeah. like oh shoot i accidentally picked up a yeah you gotta have a grid yeah mm-hmm. you do have to have a grid so and there's some that just get a little too um i don't know if they would like say it's like graphic violence like you know where they describe the violence like mm-hmm. too graphically mm-hmm. of, or because otherwise it can just be like a sword fight and the guy dies but like right. when they get into it too much you're just like ooh, that's gross so <laughs> yeah you have to be careful of what you you know what uh, you choose. I read, uh, I've read, I read a book recommended by a family member once that I was like, Oh dear. Shouldn't have read that one. <laughs> Kevin family member, not going to be said <laughs> it wasn't Kevin. <laughs> 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 
about that side. That okay, side. Keep going. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. You don't want to say another one? It's okay if you oh, don't. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, I would say um, a book that's been so influential on my marriage with Marie is oh, yeah. The Meaning of Marriage by Tim and Kathy Keller. Oh, yeah. So it actually was a series of um, like lecture sermons he gave on Sunday nights at his church in New York in the in the 90s. Nice. But then it got turned into a book. And Marie and I read it like year seven of our marriage. And it just like, it felt like it was the book we needed for that season and that that's time cool. to kind of go to grow in our relationship. Oh, so that's awesome. I love it. That's great. Uh, I would say my next one is a book called Cost of Discipleship by yes. Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Yes. It is a very thick read, mm-hmm. but I read it. It was kind of partially the time of life that I read. I read it in college mm-hmm. with a group of guys and we were talking about it. It was just so funny. Like just a group of guys like reading this mm-hmm. book for fun, awesome. you know, and discussing it like at 10 at night yeah. after reading a bunch of books kind of like that for school. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still at the same time, it like impacted me probably more deeply in college than any of the assigned books right. from, from Biola or Talbot. Yeah. And then um, just because I love this description of how um, we can like cheapen grace by how we act, but our grace has a cost mm-hmm. like the grace given to us has a, has a great cost, but we don't pay the, yeah. the cost. Christ paid the cost mm-hmm. and it just really drove that point home. But that our following of Jesus requires still then requires much of us. And mm-hmm. we should like, it's, it's, it's like, it's hard because it takes that whole thing of like, where yeah, you don't earn anything mm-hmm. by, by what you do, but what you're doing is like, you're attaching value to the grace that's been given you by how you live. Yeah. So how you live should attach value. Like because he paid so much, I'm willing to give my my whole life. Right. That there's a great cost to following Jesus. Good. So uh, that, that impacted me a lot. Cost of discipleship. I like it. Uh, I can keep going if you want. Or... I'll, I'll squeeze okay. in one more. Okay. Spiritual, yeah, yeah, yeah. spiritual leadership by Oswald Sanders. Oh, okay. So I just re- reread this again in 2022. You did. And it's so good. Nice. It's the whole idea of that leadership, in, it's Jesus style leadership. Yeah. So it's leadership serves, doesn't take. Yeah. And that's just been such a good <laughs> check for me. Yep. And when I've had an opportunity to lead others, that's good. whether it's just leading my little family or it's leading even just groups here at church. Um, or beyond, it's like, oh, I want to lead like Jesus did, mm-hmm. laying down my rights, serving others. And so no matter, you don't have to be a pastor to read it. You could just be in any form of leadership or even just leading yourself. Yeah, and I think exactly. it'd be a really helpful book. Exactly. Oswald Sanders, That's good. Spiritual Leadership. All right. Probably my, one of my, like what I think is one of my favorite books of all time, even though it's pretty, it's a pretty brutal story is East of Eden by John Steinbeck. Oh, interesting. So East of Eden by John Steinbeck. It's a big, thick book. Yeah. It takes place in the... Salinas Valley yep. here in California. Norco. <laughs> yep. And uh, it is a, it has like a, it's called East of Eden, like in the sense of like you think Garden of Eden, mm-hmm. but going out of the Garden of Eden into sort of the hell of the reality of life. Mm-hmm. And it does some like Cain and Abel, like, uh, like kind of analogies mm-hmm. with these um, characters. And then this one. This, there is this like woman in this book who's just like a really just a horrible person, but yeah. it's just like uh, a really difficult book um, in the sense of these tragedies that happen to people. Mm-hmm. But it's also just like super beautifully written and to see kind of like some overcoming through some of that is yeah. inspiring. So I don't know. I just I love the writing of John Steinbeck is probably probably my favorite author mm-hmm. all time mm-hmm. and B was a big influence on in that. She mm-hmm. really got me into Steinbeck. Yeah. She's super into Steinbeck. We like even, I did a trip with her, mm. a surprise trip like where I, that I took cause she's such a Steinbeck Going fan. Canary Row. And... Yeah. Where I took her up to, yeah, yeah. We, went, we went to Monterey and we went to, um, where it is, I think in Salinas, like where mm-hmm. you, like they have, they have like, a museum. Yeah. yeah. They have a museum there and like a house that he lived yep. in and stuff like that. So that's super cool. Uh, yeah. We went to all we those had, kind of places <laughs> because I lived in that area. It was required. We had a high school class on Steinbeck. Nice. So, nice. Yeah. That's funny. That's awesome. So maybe just, maybe it doesn't have the same connection for you. The part that disappoints me is I think most people, the only Steinbeck they've ever read is old man in the sea. Yeah. Cause it's kind of like the most commonly assigned in school. Sure. And I think it's like one of his like worst weakest books. ones yeah huh? yeah which yeah. is interesting so anyway yep steinbeck i got uh, one i got one more unless you got i, I do too i know i'm sure you do i I've got, i think of one that i think you would have said but you haven't said yet well it's a more recent book uh written released in 2022 <laughs> the proceeds of this book go to bless refugees around the world 
you and I know it as God Joy. Yes. Eric P. Wakeley. There you go. Yeah. Enjoy that. Did you, did you have a ghost author? It's like one of those things where you just like put your name on it, but someone else wrote it. Yeah. I wrote a brief outline and then, you know, <laughs> B, B wrote the whole thing. Uh, no. Uh, no, I definitely wrote it, but I thought you were going to say one of the emotionally healthy books, emotionally healthy. Oh, I love spirituality. Books. If I had more time to think. I yeah. know exactly. So yeah, those are, I feel like those have been really, that's, a, that's been a powerful one for me yeah. the last four or five years. Yeah. yeah. There's a whole bunch of them like yeah. leadership, discipleship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Leadership like, is my favorite, but okay. Yeah. Yeah. They're all good. So, emotionally healthy. Yeah. Pete Scazzaro yeah. out of the Queens, New York. All right. I got one last one for the yeah, list and then we'll, we'll stop our list for the day. Yeah. But my last one is a book called um, Surrender by Bono. <laughs> just came out. <laughs> just came out. It's a memoir by him. And it, like, I listened to it because it's the audio. Uh-huh. The audio book is, like, incredible with the production value. Mm-hmm. has, like, re-recordings of, like, new recordings of, of songs that Whoa. they've done where it's, like, real simple or stripped down but or interesting. Mm-hmm. It has, like, kind of, like, sound effect-y kind of stuff mm-hmm. throughout the throughout the audio presentation and it's him reading it and it's him reading it yeah and like i i literally like legitimately cried like multiple times uh, and had like like i don't know just it was very informative even yeah. to a super psycho fan but i yeah. think like people would really be moved by it but anyway, yeah yeah he has an interesting way of kind of thinking about he his does. faith yeah um and it's you know you might i there's like things I agree with him and disagree sure. with him about. It doesn't mean just because I love that or he's even, a bit of a nonconformist. Oh, very, very much so. Yes. Mm. Um, so like I think he is blatantly a follower of Jesus, mm. and I think he also doesn't really trust like institutional church mm-hmm. stuff. So which, boy, that describes like a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. So if that's you, even you know, I doubt you're listening yeah. to this podcast. If that's you, but maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's like it's pretty interesting and helpful. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but yeah, if you've got ideas for stuff that we should do, or send us your list of what we just said, your list, Christian books. I mean, uh, best yeah, books you've read, books or Christian movies. Yeah, we want to hear them. Yeah, we'd love to hear those. We could share those. A little bit of why would be helpful too, though, like why you like it. Yeah, Um, but yeah, or send in other lists, and or if you heard me talk about some of those potential lists earlier, uh, maybe podcasts or. Uh, sermons you've ever heard or eligible bachelors, uh, bachelorettes <laughs> at trying, Calvary. Trying to do some matchmaking yeah, here we'll do some, at yeah, Calvary. We'll do some matchmaking. <laughs> Why not? All right. But I think that's good. Yep. Done. It's good talking to you. Always good talking to you. And thank you for listening to the Calvary Life Podcast. Thanks again for listening to the Calvary Life Podcast. If you'd like to share any of your thoughts, please reach out to us at podcast at calvarylife.org. You can find out more about the show on Instagram at Calvary Life or on our website at calvarylife.org slash podcast.